It's that time of a Monday evening where we bring you some beautiful news. You know the drill. We bring you five stories of extraordinary people doing absolutely amazing things in their lives and as well as the lives of others. We bring you these five stories. You can then uh, vote on 0725671567 on who should be interviewed during our beautiful news interview on Wednesday evening. So let's get straight into it. The first story is that of Avril Andrews. And there's more to a Nova Park than gang violence. Alcardo Andrews was certain of that, although decades of tyranny from mobsters left his community frustrated and angry. Alcardo looked beyond the negativity and he was hoping for peace. He often would encourage perpetrators to transform their lives for the better. Yet, in 2015, tragedy struck. The 27-year-old was killed by this very same scourge he stood against. Alcardo's mother, Avril Andrews, was determined that his dream to help his neighborhood wouldn't die with him. And so Avril said she had, she had a choice to make, move out of the community or stay and do something. She began inviting mothers to a home, providing a safe space to speak about the experiences of gang violence. And with her guidance, even though... Even from those who sought revenge, realized that healing was the only way forward. And then just months after losing her son, Avril launched Moms for Justice, a tenet of the Alcardo Andrews Foundation, to continue his activism on the Cape Flats. And United, the group made headlines in 2019 when they marched to Parliament to vocalize their grievances against gang violence. And Avril intends to join forces with authorities to end criminal activity. And she is now offering families a chance to heal and to give hope to the next generation. Losing my son to gang violence was very, very sad for myself as well as my family. It was very heartbreaking. Our lives were scattered in pieces, so I had to make a choice. Move out of the community or stay and do something about it. The work that we do helps our community by instilling hope in them. We do healing dialogues, a safe space for youth in the afternoons. We advocate for better and safer community. It's important to have a support structure. People go into depression, so I'm very grateful that the everyone is around to check up on me daily and support me. Touching the community, I saw what a difference that made. The work I do in the foundation keeps my son's spirit alive. Next up to anyone else, it's just a square page. For Ross Simons, it's the beginning of everything. Though he studied audiovisual production, went to hotel school and then worked in a software development company, Simons wasn't fulfilled. His creativity needed an outlet and origami proved to be that perfect match. Now, um, Ross became intrigued by the ancient art of paper craft when he challenged himself to make one origami figure every day for a year. After just a few turnovers and tucks, Ross was hooked as well as being aesthetically pleasing. Origami requires analytical steel skills. 
ingenuity and of course logic and each time he folds something it's a puzzle it's what he enjoys the most he says and with practice dedication and experimentation ross has molded himself into a master of paper objects from mini burgers to rhinos and even dragons his creativity knows no bounds and by showcasing this craft with stop motion animation he's transformed his hobby into a successful business with curiosity and commitment commitment you can conquer any field my name is ross simmons i am an origami artist each time i fold something it's a puzzle that's what i enjoy the most i started a project where i was folding one origami figure every day for a year that was kind of what kicked off this whole career for me I make origami because it's a challenge for me having a single sheet of paper and turning it into anything really. Working for someone was never really working out for me. I'm also not very good at taking orders and uh, I'm pretty disobedient. When I started making these little animations, that's when brands started saying, oh, "Okay, cool. This is how we can use this person to create something different." People might think that I've got this raw talent that's come from nowhere, but it's just been tenacity and hard work, and it's available to anyone using social media and a piece of paper. In Rayana Amiruddin's Muay Thai gym, a transformation is underway. Knuckles raised, women follow the teacher's every move until sweat drops from their skin and confidence emanates from their core. A master of the style of boxing, Amiruddin scans every face and stands before and remembers why she does this. In September 2019, Gender-based violence brought South Africa to a standstill. And that was the moment Rihanna decided to spark the change the country needed to see. And she was tired of women being described as victims. She believed that it was time to fight back. And through social media, Rihanna extended an invitation to women offering self-defense classes at no cost. And using their fists, their elbows, knees and shins as weapons as prescribed by the Thai discipline, pupils of all angel uh, of all ages gained the courage and expertise to hold their own. And within a month, Rihanna single-handedly trained 300 women, and while a gesture of concern reached more than 42,000 people on Facebook, she believes that no one should have to resort to violence for their safety. But having the strength to protect yourself is a move towards empowerment. Hearing that a man has murdered, escaped, or beaten a woman is so common in South Africa, and half the crimes don't make it to the police. I decided to start offering free Muay Thai classes to women because I feel that it is imperative for all women and girls in South Africa today to be able to defend themselves physically and emotionally. I'm tired of hearing women being described as victims. It's time we fought back. Muay Thai is the science of eight limbs. We use our fists, our feet, our elbows, and our knees as weapons. I became interested in the martial arts when, as a teenager, I met former world heavyweight champion Mike Bernardo in Cape Town, and I traveled to Thailand, and then that really sparked my passion for the sport of Muay Thai. I hope that I've made an impact on women and girls especially, and not allow anyone to push them around. What do you give a child who has nothing? 
social worker Danielle Musaji starts with love. And in the suburb of Heidefeld, where she's based, the community's high level of unemployment directly impacts the youth. And for the last 12 years, Danielle has created avenues to help people grow. Her philosophy is simple. Younger generations must come first. And Danielle is the director of Arise, an award-winning NGO dedicated to bolstering families and ceasing the challenges they, that they pass down. And to build a stable environment for all, Danielle offers support groups and individual counseling. And under her guidance, families in the Cape Flats are uplifted together. And through school programs, holiday clubs and home visits, Danielle guides them towards a path of healing. Her education provides hope for people fighting social challenges. When children don't feel loved, it hurts. My name is Danielle Musaji and I've been working as a social worker for more than 12 years now. At Arise, I've learned how to nurture and strengthen families on the Cape Flats. Often when families face poverty, other human rights have been neglected. Many of the families that we see here are faced with generational trauma. And so if our caregivers aren't dealing with the trauma that they have faced in the past, that severely impacts their parenting. I always tell my parents, date your children, get to know them. The children don't need the fancy tablet or the iPad, they need you. Through the work that I've done, though I've seen lots of pain and hurt, I've also seen a lot of growth and change. When we strengthen families, we can strengthen communities. And finally... A glint of light flashes from the playground. Ubuko Humputulo dusts the grass off with his palms while giggling at his failed handstand. And once he catches his breath, the 11-year-old stands on his brand new legs and makes another attempt. Ubuko's prosthetic limbs hint at the journey he's already braved. And when it comes to this kid's tenacity, there's no limit to how far it will take him. When he was three years old, uh, doctors diagnose him with meningococcal septicemia. It's a disease that goes through your veins and attacks your hands, arms and legs, the young lad explains. And to stop it from spreading, um, Ubuko had both legs and several fingers amputated. He contently ran around on stumps until a prosthetic company, backed by the donations of thousands of South Africans, offered him tailor-made limbs. And after he began the process of learning to walk with him, it didn't take long for him to catch up with his peers. And now with new legs... Ubuko is taking his life to the next level. He enjoys playing soccer, swimming, dancing, and has taken to even songwriting. He can do anything other kids can do, and sometimes he says he can do it better. And through his prosthesis, uh, and though his prosthesis will require painful adjustment as he grows, he is focusing on his apparition. This disability won't hold him back, he says. He says he loves who he is. My name is Subuko. I'm 11 years old. When I'm running, swimming, or playing sports, I'm at my happiest. I lost my legs when I was three years old. It's a disease that goes to your veins and attacks hands, arms, and legs. I was given my prosthetic legs when I was eight years old. I was very excited to try my new legs. Before I got my legs, I used to play with my stumps. I was so short. I can do anything any other kids can do. Sometimes I do better. My friends, they're like brothers to me because like they help me 
disability hasn't held me back. When I grow up, I want to be a vet. Be yourself and just be proud of where you are. I definitely know who I want to interview during our beautiful news interview late in the week. But you can decide who gets to be on the show. You can WhatsApp us, 072-567-1567, to find out, or maybe to choose even, who gets interviewed on our beautiful news interview this coming Wednesday.